Hold okay, on. get in. Good day. We'll start off like we do. You do. Oh, the thing, yeah. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. It's my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? I'm the Kamish, joined by my co-host Kevin. Hello, hello. How's it going, eh? Well, you forgot our other co-host. Who's our other co-host? Oh, special guest today. Yep. We are on location at the McIsaac Estate. Yes. And uh, you want to introduce our uh, our third our third uh, member uh, this week? We also have uh, the franchise mascot, Lily the Pug. Oh, she's joining us. Nice, nice. Yep. She said she'll she'll comment if anything piques her interest. Very well. All right, Lily, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we, uh, the commission has had a couple of tough weeks here. Uh, since last we talked, uh, David Johnson, yeah. my team, my everything, uh-huh. officially ruled out for uh, a while, uh, quite a while, uh, most of the year with uh, that wrist injury. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, and that 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 yeah, it's, that's unfortunate. And uh, I knew, I knew if I lost him, that'd be huge because I know I don't have much depth. And uh, to make matters worse, my Seahawk bet is uh, really looking bad. Yeah, that um, that yeah, that's <laughs> I I don't have anything positive to say. That's, yeah, that's not good. Very very frustrating. Yeah. Obvious, uh, for obvious reasons. Right. You know, on the bright side, Tarek Cohen has uh, worked out okay. Yeah, it was a good pickup. As a last-minute free agent pickup. Yeah. Um, he's not, like, not Kareem Hunt-esque. He's like the new Theo Riddick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, that's that's really helped me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, granted, I have zero victories, but uh, it'd be even worse. I feel like you fought hard, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, it's you can never predict these things like you go into the season and you got your plan set and you're like okay if this happens and this happens I'm gonna be good right and then when an, everything goes the opposite of that it's and it's still early but I mean it, it it's like well is it too early to make a move do I even make a move you know it's just it's a rough spot to be in yeah exactly and that's that's the spot where I find myself you know, maybe a couple other teams too, where you're, even if you have a one victory or two and you're staring up you're like, boy, I'm not, I'm not scoring a lot of points here. I don't, well, I, I don't think anyone, is, I mean, it, the, the product that's been put out there by the NFL in the first two weeks has been pretty poor. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's been like one or two games per week that had any real good scoring in it. And then the rest was all just a bad offensive line play versus bad offensive line quarterback play versus, you know, it's. Yeah. So I think there, there there's been a lot of low scores. Uh except for the exception of a few teams, so yeah, it's been been very very frustrating. You know, I look up at all my roster trying to figure out where where can I even make moves cuz most of my guys aren't doing anything, so right. How do you especially quarterback has been very bad for me. I thought Bradford would would be a decent pickup, and uh, then he hurt his knee after that great week one. I know. I, you know, hopefully he can get back there and start putting up numbers. But yeah, that's like I said. I'm not gonna say you cursed him, <laughs> but I don't believe he got hurt till after you picked him up. It sure seems like it. Uh, the injury came up late last week. Yeah. Oh, last week. And so then thanks for that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I know, as Viking fans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Very tough. So I cut him. Uh, so maybe mm. uh, he'll get better miraculously for tomorrow. So we're gonna we're gonna see Alex Smith go down on the in the Mad- Madden ambulance out on the field this week. Yeah. And then you really got to be concerned. Don't say that. Tom. Right. But that'll be the true test. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even even for me too. Like, well, I I have a bunch of rookies, but even that, like the first two weeks, it's almost like the teams are still in preseason. Like they're not they're not all clicking and you're not seeing what they're really going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to jump to conclusions. Right. You, you try to tell yourself, okay, don't, don't do anything rash. Just stay calm a bit and, uh, you know, try to write it out. Yeah. Try, try to look at the schedule. Maybe you got coming up. Yeah. But I mean, the injuries are tough. I mean, I think you and then Aaron too, massive injuries all over the place so it's like how <laughs> i mean you can't really you can't really recover from that too much because if they're hurt you pretty much lose your asset to trade you know so right your asset or any depth right you're yeah. you're just you're kind of stuck right so you're pretty much left the waiver wire that definitely hurt me i mean the, th- the three tight ends i thought for sure one or two of them i could have traded but i heard yeah. is being Eifert again with his knee and back now, I think he got ruled out for this week. It's and he's like, on the Bengals, which geez. and that, that Bengals offense has been historically inept. Yeah, and the Seahawks and having both being <laughs> heavily invested in both is just oh, <laughs> unreal. That, that'd be why you're drinking the Windsor today. That, that's right. That's <laughs> right. We're, we're taking it up a notch. <laughs> so uh, Hunter Henry at least had a pulse last week. We're gonna throw him in there this week. Oh yeah. Um. But speaking of the tight end position, I mean, you look up and down, and after yeah. Gronk. It's gross. And I don't even know if Gronk's having a great year through two weeks. I mean, he had a good week last week, but he played the Saints, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, is there really a guy where you can be like, oh, yeah, this is a bona fide stud. I want him yeah. on my roster. It is, it is surprising with – the talent level at tight end that we just we haven't seen anybody outside of of uh, Gronk, mm-hmm. Graham, mm-hmm. Kelsey. Yeah, I guess Kelsey's kind of taking Graham's spot, if yep. you will. You know, and, and Jordan Reed when he doesn't when he doesn't have a concussion, but no one else has really joined that elite tier. There's been no one that's been consistent, and yeah. and not just like consistent, like you know, ten or twelve points, like where they could win a week for you, where they'll put up, you know wide receiver one type numbers yeah. you know that 20 plus point game yep um there's really no one like yeah. that that you could consistently feel good about and that, has that surprised you i mean you, i mean i thought that's the way the league was trending where every team was going to have that former basketball star you know stud tight end and um i don't know if it's because those guys just aren't generally good run blockers so it's hard to incorporate them into the offense and when they are in there then defenses pretty much know what they're going to do because it's like well you're not going to be blocking anyone so he's running a route yeah i don't know if it's because of that or if it's you know what's the deal yeah but it it is surprising that yeah yeah. that more haven't emerged i mean you look at jimmy graham and it's like well obviously being on the saints that's as good of a situation offensively as you can get but the the drop off from where he was there to seattle i mean has been so like, I knew it was going to be a downgrade, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. It's been you pretty know. bad. 
Yeah. And even I'm still surprised when they mentioned last year that he, I think he had the third most tight end yards last yeah, year. It doesn't make any sense. I, I swear outside of three weeks, he was unstartable. Just uh, hurt hurt me more than, mm-hmm. than anything. Uh, so to me, it just tells me how how uh, that tight end position just hasn't kept up with the way no. it looked like it was going there five, six years ago. Right. Where it was just more and more pass catching tight ends. We had, yep. so we added a mandatory tight end spot. Yep, and it, it just more tight ends just haven't materialized. No, I feel um, like you could almost every week you could pick a guy up off the free agent list and you know start him, and he'd have just as good of a chance of getting you you know six seven points as any other guy almost. Yeah, def- you definitely could stream um, mm-hmm. stream a tight end. Um. As we've seen, so that's been an odd non-development there in the tight end position. Yeah. There have been a lot of young tight ends that have come into the league, though, especially in this year's draft that, you know, they say are super athletic and high in the last couple of years. So maybe in a couple of years it'll change and these guys will start to emerge. Yeah. Possibly, but I don't know. I mean, and, and I could see that kind of drifting back into college more and more where they're more receiver than, than blocking tight end. So. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see how that uh, plays out, and if you can find the next uh, Jimmy Graham or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it helps uh, if they're in the right system and the right and offense. Too. And that too, yeah. It just—it's probably not just the athletes; it's also the systems that just aren't featuring them or forcing the ball right. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. Antonio Gates have a lot of great years. Yeah, and the Patriots keep um, using Gronk. Yep, in, in formations and plays and everything where they're—it's d- designed to get it to him. Right, it just. Hasn't seemed to materialize throughout the NFL. Just a couple teams, and that's it. So. Yep. So a bit surprising there. Um, but yeah, I, you know, back on my team too. I it hurt Willie Sneed. I was hoping to use him a little bit. And he gets suspended right before the season oh, started. Yeah, that's right, man. For three weeks. Yeah, you really, you really got a little bit of everything. Yeah, and. But just a question for you, as you, as a Saints fan, uh-huh. what what would be your assessment of Willie Sneed? Um, I, I think he's a average player on an above average offense. Okay, could you um, could you compare him to anybody right now? Hmm. Uh, it's really putting me on the spot. I would say, I mean, I mean, although I think this guy is better, I would say. Kind of maybe similar to an Adam Thielen, okay. where you might get a lot of yards and a lot of catches, but maybe not a lot of touchdowns. Okay, you know maybe not the most athletic guy, but super dependable guy. Um, I I like Thielen more, but and what I liked about him was I was being on the Saints offense. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I was really betting on him having a big year. Of course, yeah. getting suspended three games. He's unusable, but I, I, I'm still holding out hope and betting that he'll come back and he'll have a better year than he did last year. Yeah, I mean, the first, like, four or five weeks of the season last year, he was awesome. I mean, he, he got me a lot of points, and then he, he got, like, a it was either like a foot, like a toe injury or, like, an ankle injury or something. It kind of slowed him, and he never really got back to form. Okay. But, yeah, he, uh, I mean, for a while there, it was almost like he was wide receiver one in that offense in the beginning of the year until yeah. Michael Thomas kind of emerged. But Yeah. I, I know they've been talking about Ted Ginn. He can't catch. He sucks. And I was watching the replay of the Saints game this week, too, and it's like, it's Ted Ginn. He just, yeah. He, 
He's not impressive. No, he's uh, not. If if there's traffic around him, he he can't catch. Nope. So he can't. Um, I'm I'm thinking our betting on that Sneed when he comes back is going to be able to be the one that's going to fight for the ball and, and I think so and come up with it. So we'll see we'll see if that helps uh, me score a few more points or not. Uh, my quarterback position, Wilson Russell Wilson is unstartable right now, and I'm searching for a- options and answers there. Yeah, that um, that offensive line is poor. So Russell Wilson's going to be running for his life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the quarterbacks, you, you you like to think that oh, there's so many guys out there that you know, but then when you don't have one, it feels desperate. <laughs> it and it has been right. And mm-hmm. I picked up Bradford, and I was looking at the waiver wire this week. Even it's like. It was basically Alex Smith and Trevor Simeon were the mm-hmm. two were the two guys you could say, yeah, I can I can start these guys, right? Um, and uh, Trevor bid on Simeon, which I just didn't feel I was ready to bid on. I mean, mm-hmm. Trevor got him for a whole dollar, but oh, really? That cheap, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after his hot start, um, it's like I'm sure because it's Trevor Simeon, you're just like ah. Well, it is. <laughs> it's like it's hard to believe, right? Yeah, you know, because you think he's just a guy, but then. I think they said dating back to last year, he's got like was like four or five games in a row with like two or three plus touchdowns, and like I don't know, like he could wind up turning out to be pretty darn he had, good. He had some decent games last year, and then they. I just they, it's hard to buy. It's hard to convince me of it though. But I'm reminded they've got Mike Mike McCoy, mm-hmm. who is the former head coach at San Diego. San Diego, yeah, mm-hmm. he's the new. Or he's back as the offensive coordinator, and you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, yeah, I mm-hmm. s- yeah, I could see this continuing. Um, but I wasn't ready to bid money on him, so right? I'm a lost out on. We'll see if pans out for Trevor. Could team. wind up being one of those waiver wire gems we look back on. We'll see. I don't know if, if there's really been. Well, I guess you got Terry Cohen. I was going to say if there's been any real hot waiver wire guys in the first couple of weeks, but I suppose not. Not, not really. really. Not really. Um, I think Nelson Aguilar, I think someone bid seven bucks for him. Mm. But but there hasn't really been that guy that just burst out of nowhere and had two or three touchdowns. Right. That was just the hot. And you know he's going to be a consistent producer every week type guy. No, or even, yeah, no one really ran after him. We got right. some, some blind bidding activity, but nothing. Nothing I mean, major. Shit, you paid, what, seven bucks for a defense? I did. That, uh, that surprised me. What I feel good about it, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm like, I was like, what? Well, Is that a typo? Seven dollars. No, I mean, and Jacksonville defense, too, right? You know, After so, they had their, what, ten sacks or something that week one? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to be good defensively. Okay. Not seven dollars good, but it was one of those things where, I don't know, it was first week of the year it's like i'm rusty i'm thinking about like, ah, is anyone gonna you know like strike now i don't want to wait it was one of those things where i probably was overthinking it and then i just for some reason seven seemed like safe like okay it's it's not a little but it's not a lot but now looking at it, I'm like eh, seven bucks for defense <laughs> yeah if we keep more for more than two weeks, but yeah, it is what it is. Just not I something mean, you don't see very often. No, I I agree. I mean, it's not thirty dollars for Geno Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who who bid that again? Sean. Was that okay? It was Sean. Yeah. Uh, still throws me to this day. Why or how you would ever make that bid? But yep. it happened. It yep. happened. 
and he didn't regret it. It was uh, it was not a typo. He confirmed that. So <laughs> that. It wasn't three dollars. It was thirty. Yeah. Um, but I guess there, you, we can spend them, that money any way we want, so to speak. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I. That's why I love the blind build, bidding too. Yeah. Because it's like you're you're almost bidding against yourself in a way. You, like, yes, you, you know very I mean? much can. Yep. You could put in fifteen dollars and no one else bid on them. Yep. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like most of the rookies that you knew were gonna play like are rostered, so there hasn't been like that guy besides Turk Cohen that's broke out where everyone's like rushing to the waiver wire to get yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see if if something happens here in the next few weeks but uh yeah I mean, it could be trevor simeon yeah we'll see it's 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 funny how someone gets a touchdown you mm-hmm. know basically 24 hours from now saturday night right now 24 hours from now will be who's the next hot guy that right oh yeah. go scooping and changes like that. that guy yeah you know or, or somebody gets hurt and then oh who's taking his spot yep. you know what so yep, I've seen that play out a little bit in Arizona when David Johnson went down. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not that they were high priced pickups, Chris Johnson and Kerwin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and after one week, we've seen how uh, bad that turned out I, I for both love... both those owners that tried to, you know, take a flyer. Obviously, right? Because uh, I was I was having none of that, and you know, yeah. So they took a flyer and. Well, you get what you get. So I just love seeing these so-called fantasy experts where they have their little segments on TV, and they're like, "Oh, you lost David Johnson for the season. I've got six guys to replace him for you." Blah blah blah. Like, okay, like these are really gonna replace David Johnson, right? There's there is no replacement, right, for, for him in that in that kind of production, right? right? You lose your number one guy. There's just right. Like, there's no way. Like at least. You know, don't don't sell it that way. Like he's gonna step right in and give you those thirty points a week, right? Don't yep. don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Yep, you know? exactly. So exactly. So slow start for the commish. You're escaped at two and one. Two and one. I mean, I haven't had any great weeks, but I I I feel like I've done okay. Yeah. And so the, and I, we've talked about it too in the past. The beauty of our doubleheader schedule. I love where it. it. Just. Mm-hmm. It just seems like every year we've got one horrible team, one team that wins like five games, mm-hmm. and maybe there's two, a second team that wins six to eight. Mm-hmm. But then there's usually a good, most of the league is in that middle, close to five hundred yeah. record, and there's probably a couple teams that are in the eighteen to twenty victories. Yep, you know, so it's no matter how bad your team looks right now or how good it looks, it tends to. Even out by the end of the year, especially yeah. with this doubleheader schedule, where where you and I aren't scoring a ton of points, mm-hmm. or we'll play other teams that don't score a ton of points, you know. And, right. by, and this this year with the bye weeks was rather interesting. The way Dave pointed it out, and how you've got half a dozen to what six to eight teams, yeah, on a bye this year. Which yeah, they I, switched it up this year. I don't it's... remember that. I don't remember last time that was. No, and I guess like for for me because I. I, I was looking at that, and at least with the Dolphins and Buccaneers having their bye week moved to week one because of the hurricane, it kind of helped me out in that situation a okay. little bit. But, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's going to be – there's going to be some interesting lineups out there for a few weeks. Yeah. You know, and 
what do you do? You got to rely on your depth, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's still only a couple of weeks in, so it's still still early to evaluate. I've got mostly younger guys, too, so it's like, yeah, usually these guys don't kick in, you know, right away anyways, unless you have Kareem Hunt, who yeah. apparently is God's gift to football. Yeah, he's definitely the uh, the what do they what do they say the early leader in the clubhouse yeah. for uh, best pick. Oh yeah, and uh, and you sitting with so many rookies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are you itching to make a move, or are you like you know what Mm-mm. I'm going to give it four weeks before I really start yeah. no. deciding what I want to do with these guys. No, I'm not. I'm not looking to make. I mean, when I when my draft strategy was I wasn't looking to draft for production week one. I was looking for you know the long haul you know, not even this year, you know, next year, whatever. So it's like, I feel like whatever I get this year is just a bonus. So I'm totally in like, I'm not even really worrying about if I win or lose each week. I'm like just watching games to see how these guys are doing and evaluate them almost, you know, it's, I want to win, but my expectation isn't there to be like, win, get high score. It's if I can get a win, great. But, you know, as long as my guys look like they're, getting better or they're they're producing and they're you know not a bust pick then i'm happy so okay so the pug dynasty mm-hmm. um strategy right now is the buy and hold yep right, right now yeah yeah we're, uh, and right now you're saying for the season is kind of what you're saying yeah yeah um, of course things obviously can change in, in another month oh yeah i mean say, get back to me it could change i might just get like really tired of losing <laughs> you know you're tired of losing or maybe you're in the division lead somehow mm-hmm. and you're like you know right away supplement some of these other spots right like hey i got a chance to do something but um yeah for right now it's just a matter of like okay well i got all these draft picks all these new guys and let's give them a few weeks to play out and see what happens fair enough Mm -hmm. fair enough all right so um next thing just just to bring up to everyone um i don't think we really addressed it uh up in the keepers to eight Mm-hmm. We talked about it a few couple podcasts ago, but not until after the official decision. Yep. That. Um, uh, what are your thoughts going to the eight keepers as opposed to let's say a rookie draft? Well, after just going through the uh, cut down this year for the draft and having the picks, I love it because my biggest hurdle or issue I was having is I there were just certain people I couldn't pull off trades with because the the numbers didn't work out. Like if I wanted to pull off this trade, I'd have to take on a guy and then I'd have to cut a guy I was going to keep. And then all of a sudden now the trade's getting imbalanced or before I, it would have been fair. So for me, I felt it was really hard just to find the right trading partner. Yeah. So uh, I think it's great. And also investing in the amount of young guys that I did this year, it, will allow me to not give up on those guys so early yeah, and can kind of keep them. Whereas before I might've had to cut them because I wanted to get down to six. If I have a bad year and I get a high draft pick again, then whatever. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, kind of mentioned my thought strategy on the first podcast. And I, and I think going to eight will open up those other trade partners mm-hmm. um, on both sides yep. of that. We'll open that up. I think it'll get more teams in the draft. Um, yep. You know, as as the commissioner, uh, you know, I don't want to see three teams picking in the first two rounds. Right. You know, I don't like it. Uh, you yeah, know, I agree. It, it, 
I mean, no matter what any team did, I mean, yourself included, I mean, you did it was well within the rules. Yep. Um, the trades were, were pretty fair, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, as a commissioner, it's like, eh. You'd like to have some parity or some, to, yeah, switch uh, it up. Reel it back a little bit. Yep. Um, no, I agree. Even drafting, too, I felt the same way. Yeah. So, so that's what, that was my preference. And, uh, and then also, just if you have more teams drafting, you'll, you'll still have some more roster turnover. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gets the juices flowing there in the off season and and it helps with engagement watching preseason yeah you're engaged in the preseason you're like okay if I'm, if I'm cutting eight guys off my team you know if I can get a couple back great but you, you still got to plan for that draft right you gotta right. okay uh if I give up these guys and can I conceivably get maybe something back or yep. do I want to get a couple more different guys um I, I I think that's better for the league as a whole. It yeah. just gets more people engaged early on. Yep. Um, and and I think that's the way to go as opposed to rookie draft where um, you wouldn't have as much roster turnover mm-hmm. because because uh, I think sometimes when you just have the same roster, sometimes you just you're just not that engaged maybe because yeah. you just have the same guys and well maybe I got one or two different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think that's that's the best for the league overall. We've got. Four to four to six heavily engaged owners, mm-hmm. and you know the rest of the league just isn't as heavily engaged. Um, so I think that's that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so um, so that's kind of my thought process on that. Why why I went that way? Mm-hmm. Put it in the rules. Got them out there um, today. Updated the rules, um, so everyone's got a copy of the seventeen rules again. Reposted it to the website, which I didn't even realize that it's been. 2012 was the last ones I officially posted hmm. on the website, which you you have to search out the words on the website for the rules. But who would do that? Um, yeah, there's, so a situation occurred this year, but uh, so those are all updated. Everyone's got the rules, and uh, so it's updated, and we're ready to move on from there. And uh, I, I do have an, another thing I'm kicking around. Just, uh-huh. just want to get your your opinion right now. Okay, I'm sitting down. On, uh, so, in our playoffs, right, the top eight make make the Super Bowl bracket, we'll call it, mm-hmm. and the bottom four make the number one pick bracket. Mm-hmm. What do you think if in the in the top eight after that first round, mm-hmm. if you lose in that first round, you get relegated to the number one pick round for that next week? Interesting. Do you th- do you think that's a good idea? Let's start with you. Do you think that's a good idea? Where no, let's say you're, let's say you're the number one team in the league, you get upset in round one. Uh huh. You're relegated to the number one pick bracket. Yep. Do you think that's a good idea? When you put it that way, no. Because I feel like it severely punishes the team that struggled all season and desperately needs that number one or number two overall pick more than a team that averaged over 100 points per week and then just put up a stinker in week one, you know, and then all of a sudden there. So maybe not. I could see them maybe, like, not having a chance to get to the number one pick play, but maybe for, like, in the top five or something. That's what I put. Cause I, I mean, I, I know there's a couple of years where – you know, I was lighting the league on fire. 
and then I got bounced in the first round. It happened to me mm-hmm. a couple of years in a row. Yep. And then the Macaiza curse. Yep. It, if I would have got the number one pick overall, I guess it would have forced me to either cut down or trade it. But um, just because I lost that one week didn't mean that my roster was like in desperate need of a number one overall yeah. pick. So I think it hurts more the, the bottom teams than definitely than uh, having a consolation prize with the right. number one. Because the odds are you just decrease the odds of those bottom teams winning it because the teams they're going to have to go against now are just that much tougher. Yeah. So yep. I like, I like what you're thinking. Like, you know, just you get bounced in the first round, your season's not over. There's something to play for. Yep. But I just feel like that, that would be a disservice to the lower teams yep. because they've already struggled throughout the whole season, probably losing almost every week where these people that got bounced in the first round, they're probably like loving life, you know, having good weeks so yeah no and i agree with with that that point of view that's that's what what holds me back right mm-hmm. is just um the whole point of that number one pick bracket was to keep keep those teams engaged for the full year so right. they're just not giving up right they're not tanking um, yeah you're missing the playoffs but hey keep you know maybe making a couple trades to yeah at least stay in it stay engaged uh, and uh and yeah, I'd be if I'm in that number one pick bracket, mm-hmm. and the number one team in the league loses. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed if I had to right. play them the next week and um, just get steamrolled because yeah. they have a better team and they just happen to have a bad either a bad week, week fourteen, mm-hmm. or whoever they played scored 120 points. Right, scored just 110 some, or something crazy. Yeah, and I mean, and so. I I was in that situation last year where I was playing for the number one pick, and it definitely did keep me more engaged. I was like as engaged and excited that week, you know, than I was yeah. any other week throughout the season. Yeah. So. Yep. No, I agree. Just something I thought of and mm-hmm. put it out there for some debate and let the yeah. league. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, o- others might feel differently, but that's, yeah. that's what offhand. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, no. It's fun to just think about some different options that uh, mm-hmm. we could do or use or yeah, whatever. Um, that'd be more fun to use. So. Um. Uh, other than that, uh, Kevin, you got anything else on your mind? You want to debate? Um, we're not thir- really. We're at the thirty-minute mark here, so. No, I mean, like I said, I think we're we're still pretty early in the season, so it's kind of hard to formulate any concrete opinions on any, you know, this guy or that guy was the steal of the draft or is the the player of the year type stuff. There's definitely some guys that look good, but. Um, still early. Yep, definitely, definitely. And uh, one last thing I'll address mm-hmm. is just um, the league safe. I tried to go there this year. I don't know mm-hmm. how many people got an email from them mm-hmm. to pay up. Um, it uh, there's some glitch when I signed up. I couldn't. It couldn't be the commissioner on league safe, so I couldn't uh, manage it. And by the time that service ticket got fixed, they have some sort of self and Posed deadline of I think September twenty first. Okay, where like all every league has to be paid up to league safe. Well, by the time that ticket was fixed, it's like there's three days for everybody to pay. So I'm like, I, right. I'm just gonna pull out. Yeah, um, I just, I thought it would be a little easier on me and on the league too, mm-hmm. um, where you know checking accounts are getting fewer and fewer, and, and yeah, I, 
I don't see as many league members as I used to that okay let's right. try let's try this and it it just didn't work out sold yeah well I mean I sent mine via carrier pigeon so it, you got that right yep I got yep. that okay uh, that made it okay from across town good uh, but just if anyone was wondering what happened there that mm-hmm. that's all that was so uh, just we're doing we're still doing it the old fashioned way just send me a check uh, or PayPal works too uh, just as easy so yep. Uh, with that, that's uh, Kevin. That's all I got this week. Same. All right. So uh, take off, eh? All right.